season two of the Pat and JT podcast. Oh my, now I'm here at last. The best time, always gonna be the best. Come on. Exclusively on the Herd App Media Network. How many times uh, over the course of our life do we swallow, you think? <laughs> Good morning, Pat. <laughs> because, <laughs> like, literally, I went to take a breath and I swallowed and saliva went down the wrong pipe. It's like I've swallowed a billion times. And how do I no. mess up saliva swallowing? No. Um, actually, it happened to me the other day. Um, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it happened to me the other day. I don't know where I was at. Where was I? I was at the dentist. And they did have some construction going on next door. So there is a lot of stuff in the air. Um, and just out of no, and I don't know if something, I inhaled something or if like you just talked about, I've done that before where it's just like, I'm sorry, but I'm how old? Right. How long have I been doing this? I'm going to aspirate on my own saliva. This is involuntary. This is not something I need to be, <laughs> I right. need to be thinking about. And, and about killed yourself, you know, you, you literally about kill yourself or when you take a drink of water. Mm-hmm. And you apparently think you need to talk at the same time. Right. It's like, dude, take take a beat. Just, the world can go without your comments for 40 seconds. Right? Um, yeah. I, I know what you mean. I do. I, I totally understand. Um, um, yeah. Well, crazy. <laughs> we got some, uh, maybe I was gasping at this text we got. So 402-403-9478 <laughs> is our text number. And okay. I want to thank, uh, I got to scan, see if I see somebody's, the name. I don't think, oh, Mary. Okay. Um, this is the very beginning of the thing. I'm not used to that. Oh. Um, hey, Pat, it's Mary. You often refer to the sketchy massage place that sends you those text messages in Lincoln. Like, you know, somehow you're subscribed to have no idea. I've never been there. Well, I drove by this place the other day. I don't think it gets much sketchier than this. And she sends a picture of this place. It says no windows, painted signage, dumpster out front, all laughy faces. And I drive by this place all the time. It's on Q. It's Mm -hmm. on Q Street, like 130 Mm. something. Millard really? Avenue, like that little cluster F in there. And uh-huh. it just says, massage, massage Green World Thai walk-ins welcome. No windows. door. And I, that might as well say, candy inside, come to the back door. Right. right. <laughs> it might as well be called the, yeah, the tuggy yeah. or something. Because you know, you know what's going on in there, Massage Thai World. Um, so, Mary, yeah, thank you. I see that. Uh, I see that at least once a week, and I make note of, like, that is super sketchy. There's another one down on Q2. It's on the right. It's like, it's called like, maybe it's a good green massage or whatever, but it's yeah. when you look in the window and it looks like a pawn shop, but it would looks you, super would sketchy. Would you seriously want to walk in there, take your clothes off? No. I no. mean, that, that's, you can jump on, jump up here and I'll give you a massage. No. I mean, if you're in law enforcement, are you just like, God, just give me a reason. Isn't I mean, that enough of a reason right there? It's just, just, just those block letters in a white building and no windows. Right. Profile it. Definitely. Something's going on in there. For sure. You'd have to want to. Maybe it's just low-hanging fruit. They're like, well, if we have a boring day, we'll just go in there. But they have other stuff to take care of. (laughs) It could be. Um, It could be. uh, Another one. This is no name. No name. Um, Anyway, sends a text that says... I don't know why Facebook is giving me this particular ad. Apparently, you think I'm a Christmas shopping or that I'm Christmas shopping for GT. And it's an ad that for a kit you can buy. And it's called the Bigfoot and Chemicals UFOs. Oh, my. It's the Build Your Own Conspiracy Theory Kit. Oh, my God. And it's a game where you can. And I built mine from scratch. I know. (laughs) See, you could have white labeled somebody else's. Dang it. Yeah. And that's the funny thing. I don't. I wasn't always conspiracy theory, was I? I don't think so. I mean, I don't remember. It, it's just like in the last ten years, less than ten years. No, I think it's. I think it's when we had access oh, to years? other forms of information other than what we are given 
by the news and whatever, and you started getting uh, that's interested. true. It came about right around when, and probably a little after it started. Break all this stuff started happening on social media, and people had access to things easier than going to the library or doing. Because if you had had this when you were a little kid, I think you'd probably be in jail now. <laughs> I think either that or in an institution. If you had been had these seeds planted or back when you were in your teens, I would have, I would have honorary degrees at this. Point yeah, because I am I am a graduate student. But you're right because it was. It was in the or in the mm-hmm. like late two thousands, early two thousands. You know, like somewhere around there. You're, and when when it was it was beyond MySpace. Mm-hmm. Okay, Google was just really kicking in. Yes, but you could see things, and you could you could actually prove or disprove. Mm-hmm. And, and I remember I having that conversation about because there was a story. I think there was a story on the news, and it was a national story about something in Omaha, and they got everything wrong. Yeah, and it's like. Okay, wait. If they got all those things wrong, how many stories am I listening to where I don't know the facts and I just believe them? Yeah, right. And I think that might have been where it was. Maybe that is where it was. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, I, personally, I, well, that's what I just, the first thing I did when we came in here and I'm like, oh, hey, did you see this? And I'm like, I've all this shit bookmarked from Twitter. Uh-huh. So I could show him these videos. Yeah. And these are like, like, I don't want to send him everything. Like I, I'll I'll DM some shit to you, well, you know. I'm like some days you gotta be like, holy crap, girl, well, stop. You, <laughs> well, but there, and there's sometimes too that if you send somebody too many things and they don't look at it first, a lot of times they'll see the bottom one and they forget to go up higher. Yeah, they they, they forget me, to they mm-hmm, use the right pronouns. You have to do they. one at a time, <laughs> one at a time. Patience. Be slow. Oh my god. Um, before we. Uh, Thank Centrist Federal Credit Union for always being there for us. Uh, we've got a guest coming up here, Tyler Folkerts, and uh, he's a performer, and he's phenomenal. Um, you may have remembered him from his television appearance. You may have seen him at a local event, but we're going to be talking with him here in just a second. I, I got to see him perform just a couple, three weeks ago at Hell Varsity Club. We'll, we'll get into that more in just a second. But um, first, Centrist Federal Credit Union, tis the season trying to get some some stuff together, giving some gifts, figuring out how you're going to pay for all this stuff. I totally get it. They totally get it. They have got certificates. They've got accounts. They've got programs. They've got advice. They've got a great blog on their website. Whatever it is you're looking to do, or maybe you're looking to start a plan for 2023, um, they would love to help you do that. And maybe you haven't even moved your accounts yet. Maybe you're just thinking about Gosh, you know, having a different bank, how can it be a change in my life? Because usually you have a bank and you have that bank for the rest of your life. It's hard. And you think it's so so hard to change. It's not. And they're in your corner. Mm -hmm. Um, Federally insured NCUA, they can take care of you. Call them 402-334-7000 or get online at centrusfcu.org. So welcome to the show, Tyler. How are you? Uh, Doing fine. (laughs) (laughs) Doing fine. We actually, this is the first time, um, well, second time we've talked to each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Met... At an event down at Hell Varsity Club. Oh, as nice. As a matter of fact. Cool. Um, you were playing for the Yelp uh, influencer event. Ooh. And so there was all those Yelpers were down there. What if that's, talk about a crowd that'd be pretty, a lot of pressure to play in front of. That's all they do is <laughs> review people all the time. And they're like influencers for reviews. Like, Did that's you a know lot that when you walked in, that's who you were playing for? I, I knew it was for Yelp. I didn't know exactly what. The event was. I gathered it pretty quickly after watching people come in, and I talked to Meg, who was hosting it, and she kind of told me a little bit beforehand that that's what was going on. But so no, I didn't know that ahead of time. I didn't get nervous about um, critical reviews. Like, <laughs> I'm playing for a group of critics, right? Like every time they pick up their phone, they're looking at you like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, what are they? Ty- what are they writing? There was a little bit of that vibe going on. Yeah. That was, 
just scanning kinda, as I was playing. Was, was it, it? Would it be as nerve wracking as being say, "Oh, I don't know," judged on a television show? Uh, no, <laughs> not as nerve wracking as that. Yeah. No. Okay. So now we need to explain ourselves because I really haven't told anybody. Um, and I know you have a fan base already of people, but there may mm-hmm. be some that didn't catch you on TV. Well. I, I uh, got a small bit on TV in between commercial breaks. Uh, what she's alluding to is I was a part of season eight of The Voice, which goes back, I think, eight years now. The years kind of es- escaped me. but um, <laughs> So the way that it works is they bring uh, roughly 100 people out each season. Um, and then so I was out there for almost five weeks, and that's doing everything leading up to the blind auditions. Uh, did the interview with Carson Daly, do all the stage rehearsals, uh, for the most part, it's pretty laid back, but as all filming takes a long time, the days you're called to film, whether it's the walk-up day or whatever, it's just like eight hours of standing around waiting for your chance to do the, the short piece that they need to film of you and your family and stuff. But long story short, the, the teams fill up at 48 contestants. Mm-hmm. So every season there is a surplus mm-hmm. because it's not a scripted thing. They have to have more people that is get Is it like picked. alternate jurors? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> Anyway, I was unfortunately a part of the the surplus that didn't get to do my blind audition uh, after all that time out there. There was a weird situation that happened with Pharrell where they had to fly everybody home unexpectedly and then back out. And uh, basically, once we got back into filming the blind auditions, they just started picking everybody to get it over with. And there was 27 people from that season that didn't even get to do their blinds, wow. which was uh, that's a little disappointing, high and disappointing. Yeah, there, it was. Yeah. Uh, it was interesting. Um, I had some preconceived notions about Hollywood, like going into it, uh, but I was pleasantly surprised with how caring and, 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 and everything that all the people that worked on the show was like when the executive came in and, and kind of told us, Hey, the teams filled way earlier than we expected. Like he was in tears. Like he oh, genuinely was upset for us uh, and they treated you great. So it was a, a wonderful experience. Uh, made a lot of good friends. Some of the, the guys that were on the show, whether they got picked or not that, that I knew from the show or doing good things like in Nashville or, or in the music industry. So Great experience, and it was a, a big catalyst for me to kind of start taking it more serious. And uh, I think the following spring or summer, I quit my day job and started doing music full-time and have been more or less doing it full-time ever since for That's eight awesome. years. Yeah. yeah, that is awesome. My God. Okay, so before The Voice, mm-hmm. what were you doing? Where were you? Where'd you grow up? Where'd you, you know, what's, what's your story? Uh, moved around a little bit, but kind of settled in southwest Iowa, Bedford, Iowa, small town, yeah. uh, about maybe 1,200 people. So that was kind of my upbringing. Uh, like I said, bounced around a little growing up, Kansas, Colorado. Um, pretty typical into mm. sports and stuff, but very shy and reserved. Did not do <laughs> choir. That wasn't my thing. I was the person that was mumbling in the back room. <laughs> so people always assume, oh, you must have been like uh, right in all the performances and, and done state choir. And that was not at all the case. So when I when I first got into music, it was in college. I, I was at a house party. I saw a kid playing some Matchbox 20 on an acoustic guitar and everybody was gathered around him having a great time. And I was like, that is so cool. Yeah. I want to be able to do this. So I, I got a yeah. used guitar on eBay. I started teaching myself, watching some YouTube videos. And then I, I just started yeah. recording myself and uploading it to YouTube. And when I made my first cover and put it on YouTube, 
that's when my even closest family, mom, dad, brothers, and sisters, found out that I could not only play guitar but sing. It was so just, nobody knew, huh? Nobody knew. Did wow, you that's know cool. you could sing? I Did you a, have kind of inkling? So, you know, I always sang in the car and stuff. You thought you up. sounded pretty good? I figured I was like, this isn't bad. It has to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't bad. <laughs> but as, but if yeah. I go back and watch some of the first things I put on YouTube 10 years ago, I'm, I'm I would never upload that now. Like, yeah. You, you get better with practice. <laughs> so. But you got to save that because that, that's your yeah, 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 stick, yeah. right? I I'm, mean, it's I'm like, glad it's there. It'll look, be, at, look at what's happening. It'll be cool to look back yeah. in 10, 20, 30 years. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. So the voice, when, when the voice thing happened, was that something, how does that process work? Because, I mean, we were mm -hmm. kind of, when we were back in the radio world, mm -hmm. right, and American Idol was just getting rolling and I remember when they came to town and I remember when they were nearby it was like a cattle call mm -hmm. and when you were talking about affectionately talking about the people that worked on the show don't you remember the horror stories mm -hmm. from the people that went and auditioned for American Idol and it was just a shit show mm -hmm. I mean it was it was it, there was no care mm -hmm. for the people and it was like they were just looking for the thing that's going to give them the biggest bang for their buck as far as whether it was outrageous Right. Uh, and and a lot of really good talent got overlooked because hey Sanjay is here right. or you know or yeah. whatever the other and I think that's William where, Hung that's and the, all that other crap. Oh my God. And that's that's where I think <laughs> the voice was like they got all that crap out of there and they right. focused on the singers and they focused on the stories yeah. and the voices and it wasn't all like sensational. It was about the music. Yeah, they definitely took a little bit of a different avenue there. Um, mm -hmm. The way that. I got into that. Uh, I think I just had a casting agency reach out to me based on seeing the stuff that I had wow. online. I, I, I used to do a ton of stuff online on YouTube. I, I think I might have three or four million views for covers on YouTube. So I had somebody reach out to me because they'd seen that and they saw the, what they thought would fit their show. Yeah. And then they hooked me up with the executives. I did a Skype interview and it happened really fast. In a matter of a couple weeks from their first contact, I was booked for the show. I was in the final, you know, a lot of people. And uh, they started, you know, booking the plane tickets and stuff. Man, that's wow. It, it happened fast. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no messing around. And, and also not toying with a your... 40 page, 40 page contract to look over <laughs> and make decisions on. It's funny, The uh, one of the things that I spent the most time in my life thinking it was the most important decision I was going to make is they sent you a master list of songs and say, okay, from, from one to ten of the songs that you would like to perform for your blind audition... Yeah. prioritizing number one first, go down, look at these 500 songs and pick the 10. That oh man, think. that's a lot. Yeah. So I spent hours prioritizing. Well, I can understand. And then they didn't pick any of those. <laughs> oh, they didn't? No. Well, man. No. They picked me a Justin Moore till my last day, I think was my blind. So, oh yeah. my God. <laughs> yeah. But I can understand that though, because you think you make the wrong I choice. Thought, yeah. So I have to be able to nail this. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you've heard on, on Idol, the judges would say, I mean, that was just not a good song choice. And if mm. you would spend hours uh. and they probably, maybe they did the same thing when they got to that level. They got, Which, they picked out like, you know, out of hundreds of songs and then mm -hmm. they yeah. Pick the wrong song. Do you remember when we were talking about that? We I remember talking about that very thing, um, that how unfair that was. It's like, that's not, uh, wait a minute, just because they didn't choose the right song, then choose a song for them to give them the best mm -hmm. opportunity, mm -hmm. you know, because you're wanting to hear the best performance possible. And maybe some people just aren't, I'm not good at matching, like I'm not good at picking colors for my living room. Right. I, Pick, I still deserve nice stuff. Tell me what I sound, <laughs> tell, me what I, tell me what looks best in my living room. There you go. Uh, right. Are you happy with the song choice that they made for you? Yeah, I liked it. Yeah. yeah. It was a, that's crazy. It was a song that was uh, really popular right before the show. Uh, I think it was a good choice. I felt like I performed it well. Uh -huh. I still have a, a recording somewhere of the actual, like, 
because we would go through and all the stage rehearsals and stuff were like the day you're going to do it. You know, wow. you're with the full band, you're in a recording studio, you're putting the track together to practice with. So somewhere I have a recording of that with the the, the band from The Voice. Those guys were cool. Oh my god, so awesome. it was a great experience. It was it was awesome. Exactly, exactly. So now around, where do you perform now? Where do you? Where can people find you generally? I'm kind of all over, anywhere, usually two, three, four hours away from where I'm. Southwest Iowa, so I'm in Des Moines a lot, Omaha quite a bit. I don't really get down to Kansas City very much, but in a lot of small towns in between. Um, so around Omaha in the past, I've played like two fine Irishmen, Bushwhackers. Sure. Um, Do you get to industrial. Nashville? You mentioned you have some contacts. Yeah, I haven't. I've gone down there um, just for fun. Yeah. But I've not. I've not tried to jump into that. I've, I've not felt that's a, that's the desire a- to be like a a small fish in a giant pond. Like I'm, right? I'm yeah. happy with being able to kind of conquer my territory first, so to speak. <laughs> if it, if it comes organically out of that, that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just started to record some of my original music. Um, hopefully in the next few weeks that my first song will be ready to, to go there. So we'll see if that takes off. And that's what I was going to ask you about. Cause it, yeah, I know you, you take care of covers and that's mm-hmm. and, and it was eclectic. I mean, yeah. as far as the range it was fun. I mean, yeah. it was just like everything. And, and you had you had the audience in the palm of your hand. I mean, you know, it was a really good night. It was a lot of fun. It really yeah. was. But I was wondering about original music. Mm-hmm. So that's good to hear. Yep. I, I've, I don't write a ton, but I have written some that I think are very good. And I'm finally taking the time to yeah. finish those as far as full studio. And, and I think... I think they're going to do well. I think people will like what we're putting together right now. I'm actually probably going to leave here, do a little shopping, and then go back and meet with the guy I've been recording with and kind yeah. of finish up this first one. That's cool. Was there yeah. like one particular, is there is there of a genre or a performer that you like to emulate? And then do you find, is that also what you're best at? You know what I mean? It's like, is there something that you really excel at that maybe isn't your favorite? You really want to be like this? Or is it? Is it? are you lucky? Is it all in one pool? Um, as far as what I enjoy that I somehow mm-hmm. haven't quite mastered yet, like there's some guys that have just a really good grit in their voice. Yeah. Uh, I've been playing with that more more recently in the last year or so as I'm performing, and there's some times when I'm able to pull it off. I'm like, oh, okay, that, that works. <laughs> but as far as influences, like growing up, I listened to a ton of alternative stuff, late 90s, early 2000s, Matchbox 20, Goo Goo Dolls, Incubus, that kind of stuff, and then... Then I got into the Three Days Grace, Breaking Benjamin, and then in college, country kind of took mm-hmm. the spotlight. So now I'm I'm into the the current stuff yeah. that's hot, the Zach Bryan, and so I like you know as you talked about, I have a very very wide range of covers I'll do, and for that crowd in particular, there was such a broad range of people. It was, was it not? I mean, it yeah. was it was well Yelp review Yelp reviewers can be anybody, mm-hmm. right? right yeah. So you've got older generation. Mm-hmm. And you got very young, you know, it, it was yeah. like, it was everything. You got to play to a very diverse crowd. Yeah. Which was really yeah. fun for me because one of my favorite things to do is to take requests. I always usually start the night off by asking for requests because that lets me get a feel for the audience. Yeah. So I had a table here that was asking for some Willie Nelson and I'm like, okay, I can give you some Merle Haggard and Johnny Cash. And then somebody over here wants a Matchbox to I'm like, okay, I can give you the Matchbox, Goo Goo Dolls. And throw in some <laughs> 90s. The, the Four Non Blondes is one of my favorite. Yes. The, what's up? Like that one's been... <laughs> working for me lately so <laughs> it's just fun to be able to really surprise people i guess mm-hmm. 
It is. It is. It was. It was a lot of fun. It was fun. So, what's coming up? Where can people catch you now? Well, this weekend I'm DJing a, a winter formal in Clarendon, Iowa. So. <gasps> nice. Ah, <laughs> this sounds like a private affair. No yeah, this party is a, a high school dance. I, I do a lot, a little bit of everything when the music stuff. I DJ a little on the side, do some weddings, private parties. Uh, off the top of my head, I've got a show in Maryville coming up at Bernie's mm-hmm. uh, next Thursday. Facebook page somewhere yep. where you can find your schedule. Facebook, Instagram. Twitter, everything should be Tyler Folkerts or Tyler Folkerts Music. TikTok, I'm trying to figure that out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and not just look at recipes. You're trying to actually post right? some stuff on there. I'm really good at not getting on the app to time waste, but I need to get on it to to make content. <laughs> and then you end up, you get on there, and two hours later, you haven't yeah. made any content. That's what I was going to say. And you've emailed yourself a whole bunch of links of recipes you know you're going to make because you don't want to like them because if you like them, it fills your algorithm. Trust me, I know. No, yeah. Pat, Pat has his daughter's, what, she's 17? Uh, she's 17. She's, she's 17, yeah, right? Mm-hmm. So he's watches stuff that she does and her friends, and then he ends up with a lot of things that's yeah, really he, appealing to 17-year-old girls. People either think I'm a very, very, <laughs> a very, very uh, uh, astute father or a pervert. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because we try to monitor stuff, and I'm like, well, I mean, I sure as heck don't like that any of his hair stuff, whatever, but I gotta, <laughs> gotta make sure it's all legit. Yeah. Yeah, most so maybe, people yeah. probably give you the benefit of that. You like I hope a few so. Videos of Sophia, right. and next thing you know, yeah. <laughs> your algorithm is all yeah. One up. one one like with all her friends dancing, and it's <laughs> no more cat videos. <laughs> so be careful. Yeah, be very careful what you like. Sure. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for coming thank in. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, no, appreciate it. And uh, yeah, if you guys get a chance to to check them out and do it. Because it is. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's, it's a ton of fun. I love it. Well, it was nice to meet you, Tyler. Good awesome. You. And we'll put all the links to your Facebook page and Instagram stuff in our description yes. of our episode. So thank you guys for listening. Rate, review, and subscribe our podcast. Pat and JT Podcast. A Huda Media Production.